Happy New Year, and welcome to church. This week, Pastor Doug is sharing his sermon entitled, Darker Nights and Brighter Days. He'll be speaking about how even though the enemy is pushing for more and more control in the world, God's people will stand strong to see God do great things and shine bright in the middle of darkness. And if you're new here, we'd love to get you connected with our community. You can message us on Facebook, Instagram, or by simply texting hello to 587-323-1199, and we'll respond right back. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, church. Great to see you all this morning. Welcome to church. Welcome to 2022. You know what? That's too, too many twos. But my message is going to look a little different this morning. You see, I had some minor cold and flu symptoms. And so I did a rapid test. And guess what? I'm pregnant. I mean, I tested positive, but don't worry, I'm doing great. Everything is, everything is wonderful. So we are so glad you could join us this morning and start the new year off as a church family and as a community together. And our new year really gets going fast uh, starting tomorrow as we begin our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And this is such, such an important time for this coming year. And if you can fast one meal a day, or you can fast an entire day, or whatever you can do to really press in. And of course, you know, if it's social media or junk food or TV, um, just make sure that whatever you're doing, it, it doesn't put your health in in jeopardy at all. But as far as I know, fasting TV and fasting junk food and not watching social media really doesn't harm your health. It actually helps your health. So however you can press in, that would be amazing. I remember even when our kids were small, they would give up cookies and, and candies and treats in their, in their lunches and they would fast TV as well. So whatever you can do as an entire family to press in and, and for your kids to understand as well why we're seeking God and why we're setting this time aside to prayer and fast, that would be amazing. And we have our free prayer and fasting devotionals. Thank you, Tammy and Josh and Brian and everyone who did such a fantastic job with these. These are like your daily guide to, to um, the different things that we're fasting throughout the seven days. They give you information for all the links for the information and they have a daily devotional and daily prayer as well. Please make sure you sign on online. Uh, go to calvarycommunity.ca slash prayandfast and you can sign up for daily devotionals and stuff right to your phone and daily prayers. It's, it's incredible. So whatever you can do to really press in, we, we appreciate that. So going into the new year, prayer is going to be very important. So I thought I'd share a couple New Year's prayers with you. So number one is, Dear God, my prayer for, 22, for 2022 is a large bank account and a thin body. Please don't get these two mixed up like you did last year. And this was my New Year's prayer yesterday. I said, Dear God, so far this year, I'm doing all right. I haven't gossiped, lost my temper, yelled at another driver, been greedy or grumpy or selfish. I haven't whined or complained or argued with my wife, nor have I eaten any chocolate or potato chips or bought anything online or charged anything to my credit card. However, I will be getting out of bed in a minute, so God, I'm really going to need your help. Well, 
In all seriousness, there will be nothing more important in our lives than drawing close to God this year and seeking God. So what does 2022 have in store for you and me and our church and our country and this world? Um, let's take a look at that. But before I go any further, I just want to preface my message with the fact that the Bible is extremely clear. There's no doubt about it that only God truly knows the future and the day and hour Jesus is coming back and all of those details. However, Matthew 24, Jesus tells us that as we see all these things going on in the world around us, there are also things happening in the spiritual spiritual realm as well. So we're going to look at both what's going on in the natural realm and see what the spiritual implications are for us this year too. And throughout my message I'll be briefly sharing three powerful prophetic dreams or words that were given to several of our congregational um, congregation members and they directly relate to what I'll be speaking on. So the title of my message this morning is Darker Nights and Brighter Days. Darker Nights and Brighter Days. So darker nights meaning more of the same we've seen in the last two years but worse in many respects. Brighter days means God is at work. He's shining brighter than ever before. And he's doing amazing things in the middle of it all in spite of the darkness. Light always appears brightest when the night is darkest. Isn't that incredible? Light always shines brightest when the night is darkest. As we closed out 2021, here were the headlines we were seeing. So records fall and borders close as world races to get control of Omicron. Uh, a system collapsed due to the failure of global supply chains. Millions of adults fear they won't be able to afford heating due to rising living costs. So in spite of the best efforts of our government and, and medical community, new, more infectious variants of, of COVID continue to rise and frankly, they're struggling to respond to these and supply chains continue to collapse and as a result, things are more and more expensive and the cost of living is higher than it's been in decades. And the anxiety and fear and uncertainty as a result are permeating the world around us. After all, over and over and over again, our leaders have promised us that if only we all do this, then we'll be better. And if only we all do that, then we can return to normal. And yet we see the darkness getting darker. So what does this coming year look like for churches and Christians? Well, Recent federal legislation is coming into effect right away here in 2022 and it makes it a crime to provide counseling even to consenting adults in the areas of gender and sexuality, meaning pastors or Christian counselors or even parents who follow biblical teaching in these areas could face fines or jail time or both. And just four weeks ago, I, our Prime Minister sent an official letter to the Finance Minister directing her in 2022 to, and I quote, introduce amendments to the Income Tax Act to make anti-abortion organizations 
that provide dishonest counseling to pregnant women um, about their rights and options ineligible for charitable status. I want you to think about that very carefully. That means pregnancy crisis centers and possibly even churches that support them and who refuse to condone abortion could lose their charitable status. And finally, in several regions of our country, we see churches being required to deny access to followers of Christ who are unable to follow certain government health mandates. So how long will churches and Christians be able to stand for their convictions? You know, just before Christmas I was talking to the head of one of the major evangelical denominations here in Alberta and he expressed grave concern that the culture and the darkness are pressing in more and more and more on the church and Christians in our country and shortly it could cost us everything to follow Christ. When the darkness encroaches like it is, there are four ways people generally respond to growing fears about the future. Surprisingly, three are negative and only one is positive. So the first is denial. Instead of being alert and aware, they bury their heads in the sand and they either refuse to or they're too busy to notice the dark clouds gathering on the horizon. Despair. Instead of trusting God, it's the sky is falling, all is hopeless, we're doomed. Therefore, allowing the fear of tomorrow to darken their today. You know, my wife constantly reminds me that fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Think about it. Fear that we tolerate contaminates our faith. They can't equally coexist. One will win out. But let's be honest, sure, we all face fear. We all face it daily, but do we turn it into faith? The third way is deviate. Instead of seeking God, the attitude is nothing will change. We'll eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we will die. We continue to go about our daily lives and our crazy busyness like nothing is different. The only correct response is devote, devote, seek God, press into God, look beyond the gathering storm to God who is our refuge. God is ultimately our only absolute hope that carries the promise of a great and certain outcome. Think about it. God is ultimately our only absolute hope that carries the promise of a great and certain outcome. God's Word tells us not to fear those things that can harm or kill our physical bodies, but rather to fear those things that um, can harm our spirits or our souls, and, and none of those things can. Only God is responsible for our spirits and our souls. So respect God, put your faith and trust in Him and His Word, in His promises. I want to briefly share with you a dream or vision that Mandy Sessink, um, Pastor Bev's wife, had sent that goes right along with this. I'm going to paraphrase it just a, just a little bit, but still capture what she was saying. 
So she said this summer she had sensed that we were in for some heavy rain as a church in our coming season and she could feel heavy dark rain clouds approaching. The raindrops were big and coming down in sheets. She asked the Lord if there was a shelter for us here at CCC. He replied that there was a shelter that was made of weathered wood that had stood the test of time. It had light spilling out the doors and the windows. And a very key part of that shelter was that the door was low to the ground and narrow, meaning it wouldn't be easy to get into it. You would have to kneel, signifying prayer and humility and surrender to God. <clears throat> Inside there were golden bales of hay, God's provision to lie on or sit and rest. The light that spilled from the, from the windows was not from lamps, but was from Jesus himself. Thank you, Mandy. It was such a beautiful picture of God providing a refuge for us in the gathering storm, the encroaching darkness. But... It is conditional. It was conditional. Please get this this morning. Please understand we need to seek God, pursue God, walk in humility, and surrender ourselves to Him. Then Jesus Himself will be our light in the darkness for the world to see. So what does the Bible say about this coming year? First, some context. Okay, let's be real. You can't look up 2022 in the index or the concordance of your Bible and find out what it says. However, God, as the incredible designer and mathematician who set up order in this incredible universe, complex order, has the utmost appreciation for numbers and their significance. So uh, as we look at this next section, I want you to take a deep breath, okay? We do not live our lives by numbers. That is called numerology and it is wrong and it is demonic. The same way as ordering our lives by the stars called astrology is also wrong and demonic. However, even as God places huge significance on the stars and the constellations, he mentions them in, in the Bible. And as a matter of fact, the entire gospel is written in the stars, and it's an amazing study, but not for today. In a similar way, God also uses numbers significantly and prophetically throughout the Bible. So, for example, if I asked you, how many days was Jesus tested in the wilderness? What would you say? Forty days. Or if I asked, how many years were the children of Israel tested and wandered in the wilderness? You'd say, exactly, forty years. Or if I asked, how long did it rain during Noah's flood? You would say, forty days and forty nights. Correct. So. Can we all agree that the number 40 indicates a time of judgment or testing or trials? Yes. So the number 7 is mentioned over 800 times and the number 3 
over 400 times and both numbers are used in the context of perfection or completion or divine fullness. There are nine gifts of the Spirit and nine fruits of the Spirit symbolizing the equipping of believers. So when we look at 2022, it's a combination of 20 and 22. 20 in the Bible is mostly associated with a complete or divine or perfect waiting period, a time of redemption, a time of great expectancy. Jacob in Genesis 31 waited 20 years to get his wives and possessions from his father-in-law Laban. Israel in Judges 4 waited 20 years for their redemption from the oppression of the king of Canaan. And in 1 Samuel 7, it was 20 years before the Ark of the Covenant came back to its rightful place in Jerusalem with great excitement and expectation. Additionally, 20 in the Hebrew word is the word, in the Hebrew language, is the word calf. K-A-P-H, calf, and is symbolized by an open hand signifying the blessing and the generosity of God. So 20 has some very positive connotations to it regards, in regards to a time of redemption, a time of expectation, a time of blessing, and the generosity of God. 22, on the other hand, is, is a contradiction. It is two Hebrew words, Kaph, K-A-P-H, and Beth, B-E-T-H, and is often associated with fruitfulness and light, but it is also two times the number 11, which in scripture symbolizes imperfection and darkness and chaos and disorder. Therefore, 22 could also seem to be a double dose of these negative times. So putting it all together, it appears that the year 2022 is definitely a darker time of increased chaos, fear and disorder, but it's also a time of great light and the blessing and generosity of God. The entire decades of the 20s, the entire decade of the 20s as it plays out is likely where we will see a completion of a divine waiting period, a time of great expectation for what God is going to do in the middle of the darkness. Yes, the nights get darker, but the days grow brighter. Again, this is very conditional if we press into God, if we seek Him with all of our hearts, if our reliance and trust is on Him and His promises, then and only then will it be a time of great light in the middle of darkness, in the middle of chaos and confusion. It will be a time where we will see the outpouring of His blessing and favor. In our small group, our brother Debo shared with us a vision he had of CCC as a great lighthouse. This strong and mighty lighthouse was a powerful light for all to see in the middle of the darkness. It was also a place of great refuge and protection from the raging storms. And very significantly, it was a place of direction and guidance directing people away from the danger.
away from the rocks and the reefs that could destroy them and pointing them to the true light of Jesus Christ. So how do we overcome the darkness and walk in the night in 2022? Number one, see that the Holy Spirit is always at work, even in the middle of the darkness. Always at work, even in the middle of the darkness. Genesis 1-2 says, The earth didn't have any shape, and it was empty. There was darkness over the surface of the waves. At that time, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. John 1 says the word Christ was in the beginning. The word was with God. The word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He made all things. Nothing was made without him making it. Life began by him. His life was the light for all men. The light shines in the darkness. The darkness has never been able to put out the light. Amen. Matthew 13, Jesus tells the parable of the wheat and the tares growing together. He says the wheat is the result of good seeds that were planted by the Holy Spirit and the weeds were planted by the enemy at night under the cover of darkness. However, at the end of time, the weeds will be harvested and destroyed and the wheat will be put into the barn representing God's kingdom. Revelation 14 also ties into this. And how true is this? Last year, despite all of the craziness, we can never forget the 32 new light bulbs celebrating those who came out of the darkness and into the light, out of the night and into the day. Yes, the Holy Spirit is always at work, even in the middle of the darkness. How else do we overcome the darkness and walk in the light in 2022? Number two, know that a great shaking is happening and don't be shaken by it. Know that a great shaking is happening all around, but don't be shaken by it. Hebrews 12:27 says, everything that was created will be destroyed. That is the things that can be shaken and only that which cannot be shaken will remain. Paul tells us in the book of Hebrews that everything on earth that we depend on, everything that we have our trust in, everything that we rely on that is not from God will be shaken, will not stand, will be destroyed. Well, why? Why? Because God will purposely pull down all of the world's security, all of our security, governments, the financial system, healthcare, the world economy, so that all that remains is our trust in Him. Jesus in Matthew 6 is um, preaching the Sermon on the Mount and He teaches on many things, but it has a flow to what He's saying. He touches on generosity and fasting and prayer and investing in the Kingdom of Heaven, but ultimately his message is how we cannot have our loyalty and devotion, our trust and security, our faith in both God and the material things. 
the systems of this world. The book of James tells us that if we do try and have our complete trust, our total faith in both the systems of this world and in God, that that is being double-minded. However, we are not to fear the shakings that are coming on this earth. For in the darkness there is always God's light. In the chaos and confusion there is always God's open hand of promise. Psalms 37, 19 is paraphrased that God will look after the righteous even in times of disaster and evil. And they will always have more than enough no matter what happens. No matter what happens. In Exodus 10, we see God shaking Egypt as he brings judgment on Pharaoh through the ten plagues. And while the shaking is happening, there's a beautiful picture of how God's people are protected in the middle of the plagues and the darkness. Exodus 10.22 says, So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and for three days a thick darkness was all over the land of Egypt. No sun, no moon, no stars. The Egyptians could not see one another, nor did anyone leave his place for three days. But all the Israelites had supernatural light in their dwellings. Isaiah 60 prophesies, Arise, my people, let your light shine for all the nations to see, for the glory of the Lord is streaming from you. Darkness as black as night shall cover all the peoples of the earth, but the glory of the Lord will shine from you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see the glory of the Lord upon you. Remember our correct response to the extreme shaking going on is to devote ourselves to seeking God, press into God, look beyond the gathering storm to God as our refuge. In the times of great shaking and great darkness god will ultimate god is ultimately our only absolute hope that carries the promise of a great and certain outcome in the times of great shaking and great darkness god is ultimately our only absolute hope that carries the promise of a great and certain outcome how do we overcome the darkness and walk in the light in 2022 Number three is fight like we are in a spiritual war and not a natural war. Fight like we're in a spiritual war and not a natural war. Second Corinthians says we live in this world, but we don't fight our battles in the same way the world does. The weapons we use are not our human ones. Our weapons have power from God and can destroy the enemy's strong places. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. For two years, one word has dominated the consciousness of every person on this planet. One word has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. 
It's so interesting that Pastor Nathan had showed us that Corona means crown. And for the last two years, it has truly set itself up against the knowledge of God, against faith and trust in Him. And the fear of it has been exalted around the world. Yes, this is a real virus. But make no mistake, there is definitely spiritual warfare attached to it. So how do we fight a spiritual war? A final word in Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. We are in a spiritual war and have an enemy that is more evil and diabolical than we can imagine. And he's walking around looking for cracks in the fence that he can get in and kill and steal and destroy. Quinn Raymond has had several dreams and visions over the last few years that he's shared with us. And in each case, there was an enemy causing death and destruction. And these dreams became nightmarish. But how the victory came was incredible. And I'd like to quote Quinn's summary this morning. I think the most important part of all these vision dreams is about being in a proper relationship with God through Jesus Christ. God is calling us to return to Him. They are also about prayer and praying with the help of the Holy Spirit and of asking God for His spiritual armor and additional angelic protection when we need it. Especially since we are too physically weak in our own strength to stand against spiritual enemies. So profound and so relevant. Thank you so much, Quinn. Every morning you should be putting on the armor of God, praying Ephesians 6 and Psalms 91 over your family. It is that serious. Remember, Psalms 91.1, Psalms 9.1.1. How do we overcome the darkness and walk in the light in 2022? Number four is maintain unity at all costs. When a family is functioning with love and peace, it is an amazing thing. And when it's operating in harmony, it's one of our most powerful weapons. That is why Satan tries so hard to bring division and strife in our natural families and in our church family. Jesus shows us that in Matthew 18, there's incredible spiritual power in unity. I read this quote in a devotional, in a devotional just before Christmas. And it says, I quote, When God's people get in harmony with God and each other, miracles start to happen. Their agreement creates an atmosphere in which supernatural miracle working power is free to flow. So Satan is constantly tempting us to spoil that atmosphere, to, to foul things up by trying to divide us.
determine not to let him have your family, home, or church. End of quote. The early church turned the world upside down because they walked in unity and the power of Christ's resurrection despite the very dark culture and the times they were in. Uh, the worship team can go ahead and come on back up. Thank you. So the fifth and final point is how do we overcome the darkness and walk in the light in 2022? Number five is seek God while he may be found. Seek God how he may be found. I always found this to be a very interesting verse. Was God going somewhere? Was this like heavenly hide and seek? What does it mean while he may be found? Well, this verse is found in Isaiah chapter 55, and it's actually the cry of God's heart for his people to pursue him. It contains both a promise and a warning, and there's an urgency to this call, for the time is not unlimited. The time is short. The time is limited. God is saying, don't wait until things get worse or better. Now is the time, now is the season for pressing into Him. Treat this time like it's the only opportunity we have. If we knew back in January of 2020 what we know now, if we known everything we would go through in 2020 and 2021, would we have prayed and fasted much harder than we did? I know would, I know I would have, and I felt like I pressed in fairly hard. This summer, Tammy, our prayer coordinator, had a hundred days of prayer every day over the summer and then another 30 days of prayer in the fall. She felt it was a season to pray for what was to come. And now we don't know what the future holds for sure. But we have had several prophetic dreams and words and we can see what is going on around us and we know it's the time to desperately press into God. So please listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. While the nights and storm clouds are getting darker, God is waiting to move mightily through his Holy Spirit. Jesus is waiting as the light to shine brighter than the darkness could ever possibly handle. To open his hand of blessing and provision and protecting. But we must realize we're in a spiritual battle. We must not be shaken. We must walk in unity and humble ourselves and pursue God. The last thing I want to say is I spent a lot of time praying prior to preparing this message to see what God wanted to say for this coming year. And before I even started, I strongly felt this word from God that I wanted to share. It was for such a time as this, for such a time as this, for such a time as this, I've called you Calvary Community Church, each and every one of you, young and old, male and female from many nations. You are called to be a light in the darkness, a shelter from the storm, a place of my healing, 
for the sick and wounded. But now, now is the time to answer the call. Now is the time to seek me like never before. Now is the time to press into the hiding place of my presence. Only there you will find supernatural shelter. Only there you will find my supernatural protection. Only there you will find my supernatural provision. So seek me, press in, be desperate because the days are getting dark, but my light will shine from here like the brightest light for your community and city to see. Let's bow our heads and close in prayer. If you've been listening or watching this morning and, and you say, I have no answers for what's going on around me. I, I have no idea. I've been overwhelmed by fear. I've been overwhelmed by fear and anxiety. And, and this morning, I'm willing to surrender. I'm feeling an urgency to, to know God, to press into God. I want you to repeat after me just quietly. It's just a simple thing. We just pray and communicate with God. Jesus, I admit I don't understand everything going on. I feel an urgency to know you. Thank you for dying for me. Please forgive me for my sins. I invite you into my life today. Thank you so much. If this is the first time you've ever prayed anything like that, I want you to text LIFE and we have some excellent resources to help you to get to know God and to walk you forward or please come up and, and for prayer afterwards with one of our prayer uh, partners here or communicate online with one of our prayer partners um, online. But just before we close in worship, I want to encourage you to head into prayer and fasting with great intensity, with great intentionality, and with great expectation. Thank you so much. Bless you as we close in worship. Thanks for joining us. If you need anything, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find more information on our website or on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We'll see you again soon.